Hello you utterly amazing person. Welcome to Nourish Your Wellbeing with Becky of BB Holistic Therapy. In today's episode I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about my own story of my journey if you like cliche as it sounds about my own journey with well-being and kind of how I've ended up doing what I do. So for me if you've read a bit about me you'll know that I'm a children's nurse. I've been a nurse for 20 years and my background is accident emergency and surgical nursing. I've done a bit of everything really along the way. I've worked in specialised children's hospitals in this country and in New Zealand. I've kind of had a whole host of experience during those years. And I've also spent a good chunk of my career in higher education, teaching our next generation of nurses. And it's been a real pleasure and a privilege to, to do that throughout my career. And I guess... Throughout my life, I've always put other people first. I've always been a quite a caring and naturally nurturing individual. It's just part of who I am. And, uh, you know, as time's gone through, I've always given myself, if you like, too much to other people. I've always been someone who's always said yes. And, you know, I just do anything for anyone, really. Um, but as the years have gone on, that has kind of taken a toll with my health as I realised I was prioritising everyone else and not myself. And as a consequence, my health suffered. So within my career, you know, when I worked full time in the NHS, I had periods where I really suffered from stress, from burnout, exhaustion. The pressures and the demands were just really tough and anyone listening to this who works in the NHS will understand undoubtedly what I am saying and it's really difficult to get that balance of looking after you when there's so many other pressures to look after others. I had to have periods of time out and when I had those periods of time out I would go to holistic therapies so I would go for massage, I'd go for reflexology, I'd go for acupuncture and these treatments would help restore me, would help build me back up again. But it never really truly solved the problem. Like it it helped, um, but until kind of like I had to think about my working habits and what I was doing, you know, it kind of comes part and parcel. So my holistic therapies were one element of looking after me and they're something that I have continued to this day. And because of the profound effect that they have had on me it's something that I wanted to explore for myself so what's quite funny is if we go back 10 years ago if you said I'd be running my own holistic therapy business I'd be starting my own podcast series I literally would laugh out loud I was like you gotta be kidding right there's no way you'd be doing such a thing but you know as my children came along I'd kind of got to where I wanted to in my nursing career it, it was time for a shift time for a bit of a change and there were other things I could have gone off and done some more research and things like that but actually you know, I wanted to be around for my children and so I needed something with a bit more flexibility and so I came up with the idea that I thought actually do you know what I really love holistic therapies why didn't I train in massage and so that started my journey I literally just did it for a bit of fun to learn a new skill and I practiced on friends and family and they're like oh you do realize you're quite good at this and I'm like oh am I okay that's interesting and it literally has then just 
unfolded from there and it's become such a passion that's really grown and I think for me it's a real privilege within my business that I get to give others the space to relax, to unwind, to switch off, just to feel more connected with themselves and that they leave, you know, my treatment room feeling completely uplifted and just more at peace. And and that is something quite magic, really. I do feel like I'm in an incredibly privileged position to be able to give people that space that they need. And I recognise, you know, how much I've needed it in my own life And therefore, I want to help as many people as I can to make a difference and to say, actually, it's okay. Come and look after yourself. I think for a a long time, I had a lot of guilt about making time for myself. And that resonates so much with my clients, my mum friends and just everyone in my life. They always feel so guilty about taking time for themselves, which is crazy because we know that when we look after ourselves we feel better and we feel healthier and happier and we'll be able to cope better with life we'll be a better version of ourselves so it's a no-brainer really but there's still that guilt that that unpicks so I guess as my passion for well-being and seeing the transformation with holistic therapies I I realised that actually it's just something that's so special and now I'm able to do this with my nursing experience it's it's quite phenomenal and a real joy to have clients in my care I think when I look at my own story I mean that's part of my pathway of how I've ended up doing what I am now but I'm someone who gets it I'm someone who appreciates and understand what happens in people's lives. I've seen so much within my nursing career. You know, I'd have to have a whole podcast on itself just to talk about, you know, the the different children and families that, that I've looked after. That experience has taught me so much about different family dynamics, the pressures and stress that people go through. Wherever you are, whatever your support network is, whatever pressures you have in your daily life, I think I've got a real empathy of compassion there to resonate and understand how tough your life might be right now. But also from a personal perspective, in my own life, I've had my own battles, if you like, with self-confidence, which everyone always finds really funny because they said, oh, you always appear someone who's so self-confident. But I've had these times in my life where actually I've I've really struggled. It's taken a lot of time and support to kind of unpick what those issues are. You know, I always, if when I sort of go back and think to when I was at school, I still remember I had this primary school teacher and she told me when I was seven years old that I was useless, that I'd never be good at anything. I'd never become anything just because I wasn't smart enough or clever enough. And yeah, sure, you know, I was someone at school who was classed as average. I always remember when I got my GCSEs, I amazed everyone because <laughs> I did better than anyone expected. But then I went to university and party too hard and, 
you know, anyway, but it didn't stop me succeeding and doing what I love in my life. And I think that's a great lesson for, for all of us. And, uh, you know, when I think about, I don't know, I hate the word journey, but it, it has been a real journey. I've always kind of been someone who's pushed myself and wanted to achieve the best that I can. And along the way, I'd work exceedingly hard and probably put my health to the back without even realising because I was just prioritising others over me. And obviously, as you go through life, the more I've learned about holistic therapies, the more I've learned about my own health is actually, I need to look after myself more. And that goes for all of us. So it's like giving yourself a big hug and saying that everything is going to be okay, because it will be. Like life throws us these curveballs and it's really hard. And, you know, I've, within my own family, we we have family members who've really suffered with ill health. We've got family members who've got chronic uh, life-limiting conditions and that's really tough. There's so much to process and when I'm someone obviously who's been a nurse for a long time and when you start to see things from the other side it gives you a whole new different perspective on life and obviously now I have my own children then you know it blows your mind even more. There's there's so much that life teaches us that we can appreciate other people's situation and have that empathy and compassion that's something that I really strive to completely understand what's going on in my client's life so that I can help them that I can help them to unlock to unwind and to use strategies to make them be the best version of themselves So over these last couple of years, I have worked exceedingly hard to improve my well-being because it's that thing, isn't it? You need to practice what you preach, (laughs) ironically, you know, and I have come a long way. I've still got a long way to go, but that I guess is a real key point that it's time. You don't, you can't dramatically change your well-being overnight. It takes patience. It takes kindness, that dedication and consistency. And that can be hard when life throws us curveballs. So if I went back to the beginning of last year, beginning of 2022, I felt on top of the world. You know, I was in a really good place with my nutrition, with my exercise and my movement. And I was just on it. And I felt in a really, really great place. And all of a sudden I became very unwell. And I went from being able to work out one day and go for a run to not being able to walk up the stairs the next and being in and out of hospital and no one knowing quite what was wrong with me. And I ended up having four months off of work because I had, well, long and the short of it, I had a horrific viral infection which attacked my heart, my liver and my lungs. Um, And I became very poorly. So it was a very, very difficult time because suddenly I'd gone from someone who could do anything I want to, to not being hardly able to do anything. I couldn't even properly look after my kids, couldn't really look after the house. I needed to accept a lot of help. And that was hard because I am someone who (laughs) quite likes to be in control or just, I like my routines and things like that. (laughs) And so it's hard when you have to let go. And I just did. I had to give in. Um, and just let this infection take its take its course. And it, it wiped me for six. I've never been so poorly in all my life. And and it was a big shock. But also, you know, I learned a huge amount from it. And uh, 
And it's difficult. I mean, they, they kind of think that I probably had myocarditis, which is an infection of the heart. And secondary that they potentially think is a reaction to the Moderna booster but also it might be something that just kicked off within my system because all of us at any time can have a a viral reaction but it just took its toll on me for one reason or another. I had the infection which really wiped me out and that took time that took about eight weeks to actually get over the infection but then I was left with fatigue and the fatigue was really really hard because I hit this point where everyone was like oh you look so much better oh it's great you're able to do this one this and I was like I may look great on the outside but on the inside it's so hard like every muscle was aching everything hurt and it's really hard to express to people that yeah I may look okay but actually I'm really struggling and it, do you know what, it, this experience kind of really opened my eyes because I began to really see and understand, particularly my clients thinking back to, you know, children, families I've looked after who have those hidden illnesses where you don't see what's going on. And do you think just because someone's walking around, do you think that they're okay? But actually they might have an underlying condition that's causing them some real pain. But they don't show it, they don't see it, so you assume that everything's all right. That was really hard to deal with mentally and it's just really opened my eyes and I just really appreciate so much more those of you who've got hidden illnesses, what you go through. And I feel for you and I understand. But what was really interesting about this whole episode of of illness is that I was left with heart arrhythmias and that's partly actually how it started my heart was you know felt like it was beating really fast felt like it was missing beats and I was having extra beats and it was all feeling just a bit odd and at the times when I was sort of in and out of hospital it just I think I just confused them because they weren't really sure what was wrong and they thought my heart was just reacting slightly because of the infection Anyway, so the plan was I would get followed up by the cardiac team, which I did. You know, they did a they did an echo of my heart and then they did a 48-hour tape. So they, they traced my heart for 48 hours. And, uh, and it was doing some weird and wonderful things. It was buzzing. It was fluttering. It was, you know, felt like a train most of the time. Anyway, a few days later after <laughs> I had this heart trace, it transpires... I get a phone call and I have to go to hospital because my heart apparently is doing weird and wonderful things, flipping between a superventricular tachycardia, so where it's working in overdraft, slipped into AF a little, which is atrial fibrillation. It's another arrhythmia. And also I was having all these extra beats and missing beats. And they were like, oh, you're not very well at all. And I was like, well, this has been going on for months. So by now I was, you know, coming up to the end of March it was my 40th birthday weekend so I was meant to be going away for the weekend and instead of that I went and uh, spent five days in hospital what a treat for my 40th I tell you and so that was quite hard I was just like oh man I was just waiting starting to feel better I know my heart's not right but anyway so I tried to argue (laughs) that I could not go that I could not be in hospital that I could go home and just go and enjoy my weekend because I was going for a weekend by the sea and the weather was gorgeous and I remember 
a very strong A&E consultant arguing with me and saying, I don't think you appreciate how high risk you are at collapsing. You are better staying here because your survival rate will be better than if you go home and go out of hospital. Now, as a nurse, I know that. I, I knew all what they were doing. I knew that I had to stay there. But part of me was like, man, this sucks. You know, I was just, I has been going on for months. Why? What's a few more days going to make a difference? Little did I know, actually, what was really going on. Because I think I'm one of these people, I won't tell people when I go to hospital that I'm a nurse. I prefer to them not to know because I, do, I just find it easier. And sometimes you get treated slightly differently. And it's just e- easier to kind of play ignorance is bliss really and yeah I think you know I went through this whole phase and when you're in hospital there's so much going along and 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 at the time the hospitals were on black alert so no one could visit you Covid was everywhere and I just thought gosh well if anything else I'm going to come out of hospital with Covid (laughs) it's just you think oh no it's going to keep going on and on and so I stayed in hospital and they were umming and erring about whether to do what's called an ablation procedure where they basically zap your heart to kind of get rid of the area that's causing the, the problem, the faulty nerves, if you like, of the electricity of your heart. And they tried me on all sorts of different medication and then they were like, well, actually, you're, you're stable. Let's just see how it goes. Because obviously it's quite extreme to go and get your heart burned really, isn't it? Essentially that's what an ablation is. So we agreed and I thought, okay, it's a little bit better, but it still doesn't, you know, feel perfect, but we'll see what happens. So off I tottled and I carried on with life and it still wasn't right. And I've been back and forth on various different medications and they did exercise tests on me which is probably one of the most evil things you can do if any of you have done one of those they are crazy and I literally nearly felt like I was going to go flying across the room on this treadmill but anyway that's a whole nother story but they did CTs they did MRI scans just to really check what was going on in my heart because they were like you are such an interesting case and actually it wasn't until I was discharged from hospital when I read my discharge summary that I realised what my heart was doing. So from my 48-hour tape, my heart was regularly going up to 265 beats a minute. That is insane. And it really made me stop and just go, God, how am I still alive? How am I still here? How did I just not collapse and go into cardiac arrest? And that, for me, was really difficult to get over because... I think when I was in hospital, now whether it's partly just being in hospital and just not realising, don't think I'd fully appreciated what was going on, even as a qualified nurse. And it's just so hard because you're just in this world of not really knowing what was going on. So I, I think was it was quite interesting. Another therapist said to me the other day, she said, oh, do you think last year you had a bit of PTSD? Because I had a real low point for a good few months afterwards. And I think, well, possibly I did. Possibly I just didn't fully appreciate what was going on. But on the flip side, as I've got better, I mean, I'm still not right. I'm going to have some surgery soon because after all this time being on different medications and stuff, it's still problematic. So I have got still got to go and have an ablation. So I'll keep you posted on how that goes. But it's given me a whole new perspective on life. I think I've just really recognised how precious and fragile life is not that I didn't know that before but I think when you have scares like that when you realize oh goodness actually I'm really lucky to be here 
So, God, I'm not going to waste my time doing things I don't want to do anymore. I am going to enjoy this life. I'm going to embrace it. And I really am going to be the best version of myself to inspire my children, to inspire others, but also just to to inspire myself and actually say, hey, you can do this. You can do anything you want to do if you put your mind to it. And that's where I'm at. I think, you know, as I progressed through the year, I had a real year of growth, but also, you know, a year of disappointments after disappointments because literally last year every time I planned to do something it then had to be cancelled because I'd had a setback with my heart or I'd got Covid or there was always something and that was really tough because after the back of lockdown years as I now call them where you knew you couldn't do anything like that was okay in a way to accept we kind of all accepted that together but when you can do things and then you then are not able to do them or they have to get cancelled again and again that gets really hard to accept so I think as I've come into this new year I've just gone do you know what I'm here I'm just going to go for it I'm going to enjoy the ride I'm going to be more spontaneous and actually I really love that so I'll talk about spontaneity in a future episode but I think hopefully you can appreciate why I do what I do and how I manage to resonate with my clients so well. We have great connections, we have great chats. I think whatever you are currently facing or going through, I understand. Okay, I've not been exposed to every situation, but I have seen a lot in my life. I've seen a lot of tragedy, I've seen a lot of heartbreak. Uh, but I'm here to embrace it and enjoy it. And I know we live in such a tough world. And I feel like the world goes through cycles of horrific stuff going on politically and globally. And you can just get sucked into all of that. I keep tabs on what's going on, but I separate myself from it. Because if I absorbed it all the time, it would be too depressing. And I just want to embrace life. Enjoy each moment that we've got. And just soak it up be me and unapologetically me Um, and I'm quite proud of the woman I've become over the years going back to that little seven-year-old who was knocked to bits by her teacher who told her she wasn't good enough and you know what oh I'd love to give that teacher a piece of my mind these days because she affected me for such a long time and it's funny isn't it how those little snippets can stay with us we internalize them we don't necessarily realise that they're there. So I hope that gives you some little bit of insight to me. I mean, there's so much more, <laughs> isn't there, with all of us? But hopefully that connects with you, that resonates with you. And if you'd like to connect, then just let me know. But take from this that I understand the challenges we all have with well-being the challenges we have in looking after ourselves, the challenges of being a mum, juggling jobs and just trying somewhere along the line to be you. I get it, okay? So I'm sending you a big hug from me to you. Please never forget how utterly amazing you are. Keep believing, keep pushing.